0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of scripture? Glad to have you in the podcast today. We're going to spend some time on Passion Week once again. This is the week of our Lord's suffering. This is Tuesday of this very uh, central core uh, work in the life of our Lord. As a matter of fact, if you We'll read the Gospel of John. It's it is not considered obviously one of the synoptic gospels. That may be a new word to you. Uh, the word synoptic, spelled S Y N O P T I C. A synoptic gospel is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, because many of them see together. That's what synoptic means. As a matter of fact, many of the events are uh, replicated in uh, or repeated in a num- in all three of those gospels but from a perhaps a different perspective because of the one who's doing the writing. John is not considered a synoptic because uh pretty much 93% of the material that's in there is preoccupied in the gospel of John with just one week in the life of our Lord. Uh, That was the whole purpose of John, was to demonstrate that Jesus is the Son of God. And so it's going to be different uh, from those other Gospels that are included in your New Testament. And so John gives us... The central event in all of human history. He expands on that. He gives us more details about that last week in the life of Jesus Christ, because that week is the pivotal uh, event in all of human history. It is the mission for which the Father commi- uh, commissioned <clears throat> His Son, Jesus Christ, to do. That Jesus the Christ, of course, Christ is not His last name, it's His title, Jesus, the Messiah, came into this world to save sinners. That's why he came, to seek and to save that which was lost, the Gospels tell us. And so, uh, this week is recorded in great detail because it is so important. All right, having said that, uh, we've already looked at the triumphal entry on Sunday, which would have been the 10th on the calendar, uh, the 11th uh, and Eleventh uh, is on uh, is Monday, of course, and Mark records some of the events that happened there. Jesus seeing the fig tree expecting fruit and he cursed it. He went in and he viewed the temple and he saw all of the corruption and the thievery and the robbing that was going on and Monday then he left in the evening and he went to uh, back to Bethany up over the Mount of Olives in order to stay. Uh, There may have been other things that he did on Monday, but the Holy Spirit uh, only recorded those events uh, in all of the Gospels. Well, today we're coming to Tuesday. Tuesday in the Passion Week must have been, well, judging by how much is recorded about what happened on Tuesday, it must have been a full day, probably a very tiring day for Christ Uh, particularly in light of him knowing what was just around the corner for him. But Jesus taught a great deal on Tuesday. Uh, the Bible tells us that it was his last day in the temple. He came back down <clears throat> from the Mount of Olives. He entered into the temple complex, maybe in the uh, the royal stoa, which would have been an awning or a a, uh, a a a walkway, a covered walkway. But it was more than just a walkway. It was a huge place that was sheltered from the weather, which a lot of people could have gathered. But uh, that's what he did. He came into uh, the temple uh, for the last time as at least a free man uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Some of the things that happened here, because this podcast is only occupied with Tuesday, there is absolutely no way I could deal with all the things that Jesus taught. Because in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 21, uh, you have a record of a number of the teachings that Jesus spoke while he was in the temple that day. And it goes all the way from Matthew 21 all the way to chapter 22 and verse 14 and verses 41 to 46. And even John in chapter 12 uh, records some events that happened on Tuesday. So what I'm going to do is is uh, just highlight a couple things. And they are two things that happened Uh, At the end of what we have recorded for what most scholars considered his work day on Tuesday, what he was doing. And that finds him in the temple, preparing people, teaching them parables, giving them instruction. At one point, the Pharisees came and challenged his authority. Tell us who gives you the authority to be saying these things. And of course, Jesus responds, "Uh, tell me whose authority John was under. Uh, And of course, they didn't dare respond to him, and so he left it as it was. And he said, Neither will I tell you whose authority I uh, am teaching under. He tells the parable then of the two sons, he tells the parable of a wicked husbandman, Uh, he tells another parable of the rejected stone, the cornerstone. Uh, he tells another parable of a marriage feast where people are invited to come, but they do not come. Uh, he tell he asked the question uh, regarding tribute to Caesar, where he was trying to be. Uh, he didn't ask questions, excuse me, but those that were scribes and Pharisees asked the question about should we pay taxes to Caesar, and he answers that question and and uh, silences his um, critics. And then there was the question of the resurrection by the Sadducees that don't believe that there is a resurrection uh, after death. And, of course, he responds to that by telling them uh, he's the God of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning that he's not the God of the the dead, but the living. And so there is resurrection and so on. And not only that, uh, he responds in such a way that it just, again, quiets the crowd. And that leads us to two final situations on Tuesday before he went back out uh, and uh, out of the town, uh, never really to return to the temple again. And the question that I want to raise today is, of course, a question that was raised by a lawyer, a scribe that was among the Pharisees that was gathered in the in uh, among the crowd that was gathered with the Lord. And that question was a simple one. And that is, which is the greatest commandment? Uh, Of course, that's a question that's even asked these days. When the Pharisees heard that he had just shut the Sadducees right down, they wanted to get together. And then one of them, who was a lawyer, asked him that question, uh, really intending to test him uh, and to trip him up. Uh, They hadn't learned their lesson yet, but they keep coming back. Teacher, which is the great greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said, Do you remember? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and all your mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's in Matthew 22, verses 34 to 40. So they ask him this question, and in asking Jesus to choose the one greatest commandment, there must have been something within them that uh, tried to make Jesus show that he was neglecting some other area in the law. Of course, they were such students of the law. Um, and But instead of promoting one command over another, Jesus really defines the law. He distills it, as it were, right down to its very essence. What is the bottom line? Of the law of Moses and of the prophets preaching. And he distills that down to one phrase, and that is to love the Lord with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. That is the absolute. Uh, bottom line of all of the Old Testament scriptures. Now, it, it, it's clear enough what the Lord means by what Jesus meant by love the Lord with all that all that we are. I mean, that's an incredibly difficult thing to do uh, and never done perfectly by us on this side of eternity. And there's been a lot of confusion sometimes by what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. And of course, Jesus even answered that in a certain parable that he gave about uh, the man who was robbed on the way to Jericho. Uh, this this doesn't mean that we love ourselves before we can love anyone else. It means that in the same way that we take care of ourselves and are concerned about our own interests, uh, that we should take care and have concern for the interests of others. That's essentially what Jesus was teaching. And these two commandments are what really defines the entire teaching of the word of god these are the laws that god wants to be real wants to be real in our lives and in your life today can you honestly say that you love the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength i hope that you can today I know it's something that's a constant battle. You get up every day and you put the flesh aside and you tried to make Christ the most, uh, the, the, the greatest priority in your life. And I think that's really important here because sometimes in the discussion of priorities, we misunderstand that there are really those two overriding preeminent priorities in life. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do in life. I don't care what your roles are, husband, husband. Uh, wife, uh, father, mother, uh, uh, child, employee, whatever it might be, all of your relationships in life, all of your responsibilities in life must fall under those two greatest categories that I always view my responsibility in life by, number one, how it affects my relationship with God. Do I love the Lord my God with all my heart? Do I love my neighbor as myself? Those things are important. Of course, you could add even a third one to that that the Bible adds over in First Peter. It says, God said, be ye holy even as I am holy. Those are the greatest priorities in life through which every other responsibility is sifted and viewed. Uh, and that will solve us a lot, solve a lot of problems for us as we go and serve the Lord in the place that He's given to us. I want to want you to ask yourself that question today: Do you love the Lord your God with all your heart? And that's an important question because you know what? He's Lord, and you owe it to Him. As a matter of fact, the very last event on that Tuesday was when Jesus points this out. He asked the Pharisees who were gathered together. He said, "What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? Who? Do you, what do you think about him?" Uh, Jesus still asked that question today. When he was asked, "Who is the?" When he asked, "Who is the Messiah?" The answer to that question really determines your eternal destiny. He is the son of David, but he's even superior to David himself. He is the Messiah the son of god he's david's lord as it says there in matthew 22 verse 43 you read that and you think about that for a little bit and it will really stir in your heart an understanding of why we allow, why we owe him our loyalty our allegiance and our love god bless you today walk with jesus christ remember that question uh, is he first in my life today that's why we go to him every day every morning preferably so that we can govern our day by our walk with Christ. God bless you. We'll see you on Wednesday to see what happened in the Lord's life. then.